Clovercrest Media proudly presents Divided We Stand. Divided We Proudly Stand. We're gonna have a little fun tonight. We're gonna talk about some terrible things. I could have said, Mitt, drop to your knees. He would have dropped to his knees. You're fired. Starring Joe Aguirre and Brian Forster. Very fine people on both sides. I didn't come along and divide this country. I think it's a disgrace. I stand here ready to work with you. Let me talk quiet. And we will make America great again. Divided. We stand not as two parties, but as one nation. Donald Trump is skeptical of climate change, but even his tweet storms are getting more frequent and intense. <laughs> While we took a short break last week, the president did not. Hurricane Donald blasted his way through Bob Mueller's comments this past week, among many other topics, and also found time to dig into Mexico, too. The president made the announcement via Twitter, saying that in little over a week, the U.S. would be imposing a, quote, 5% tariff on all goods coming into our country from Mexico until illegal migrants coming through Mexico and into our country stop. Later, the White House explained the tariff will go up as time drags on, increasing 5% on the first day of each month until hitting 25% in October. I loved his hype about, you know, that big border announcement. Oh, conveniently, right when Mueller's comments were dominating the news cycle. Yeah. Classic Trump PR. It's marketing 101. You dangle, yeah, yeah. You, you dangle a little bit of the bait out and you see who in the media is going to bite. Of course they bit it hook, line, and sinker. Of course. There's no doubt. The guy talks about the fake news media. And he's the best at manipulating them. Yeah. President Trump yells border security like he's playing a giant game with the worst freeze tag ever. Freeze. If you're an immigrant, especially trying to create a better life for yourself and your family, where you could go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. That's not freeze tag. You're right. Freeze if you love America. But you get uneasy when you hear a language that isn't English. A lot of people standing still on that one. <laughs> freeze. The same group. If you want to take your country back. <laughs> Freeze if you think Meghan Merkel is nasty. Or is it nasty? I guess just stop everything because it involves the royal family. Probably a good policy. Freeze. The cops are on their way. <laughs> Freeze if you're waiting for Bob Mueller to indict the Clintons and the Obamas in their child pedo ring. I would wait all day. <laughs> Freeze. If you want the government machine that backs the mandatory indoctrination of your children via vaccines to end, obviously. Deep state. <laughs> Freeze if you want the lamestream media to stop distorting the facts. Well, Joe, are you freezing because you miss Bill O'Reilly? How could you not? There's a lot of ways that you can still hear him and you can enter the no spin zone. It's such a good place. Oh. Is it? No. You know, this game is. It's not good. It's terrible. It's, I hate it. And it's escalating quickly. All right, well, the heavily armed Public Works employee who fatally shot 12 people at a municipal building in Virginia Beach is described by police and people who knew him as an enigma who gave no indication he was stockpiling an arsenal and planned a systematic assault on his co-workers. I know it's not the right tone, but whenever you describe somebody as an enigma, I think of the Riddler. Yeah, and that makes sense. It context, you know, that's what context, you know. It context, you know, it didn't feel good saying it, but, you know, there's a guy in a green suit with question marks. 
Police have refused to theorize on a possible motive for why the killer sprayed bullets into fleeing office workers with a 45 caliber handgun. Well, he had a silencer on. I mean, this guy was like, there's something wrong here. Uh, he went stealth. Like, that's that's nuts. Yeah. He was eventually killed in an intense firefight with four responding police officers who hemmed him in and, and might have prevented him from using his the ton of ammunition he had with him. Uh, Republicans obviously have rolled out the thoughts and prayers, so well, you, things you, are being handled. You have to. I think that's, to. What else can you do? That's, you got to know things right. are being taken care of at this point. I think so when you're talking about you don't know what kind of arms people have. And part of that is is that's your Second Amendment right. You can stockpile all the weapons that you want. But they're saying, you know, the guy was an enigma. He was somebody who they, they had really no idea what he was capable of. And he came in and he went he went nuts on the place. You think about the Vegas shooter, too. I mean, a guy who people were surprised would do something like that. And it, it I think, just makes sense. I do support the Second Amendment, but I think you got to start to tighten up some things. I, you know, I, I look, I, I, you're going to disagree a little bit, but every amendment has restrictions. I just think that there needs to be a more careful look at who we're allowing to just have guns. I don't disagree with that. I don't know that this instance specifically fits the uh, accessibility to guns argument. So obviously the guy is nuts, but they they well he's stockpiling ammunition, so so somebody should be noticing that somebody should be saying like why, you know why is this guy why is this guy planning for the zombie apocalypse when that's not real? Is he a lunatic or is he a collector? Didn't you just go into depth about planning for the zombie apocalypse the other day though. I, I mean you don't have did as far as I know a warehouse full of ammunition though. I don't well because it would it would raise suspicion, wouldn't it? You would hope. Apparently not in uh, Virginia, though. No, there you go. Maybe I'm just saying. Okay, something to look into. I support the Second Amendment, but there look, there's a certain segment of our population. I, I think it's one in five people has a mental disorder of some sort. There's a lot of people. One in five. One in five people. So if you're sitting in a room right now with five people, and they're all sane. There you go. Hmm. It's you. You don't know. <laughs> you never know. I don't mean to laugh at it. I'm just... It's not funny, but right. it's true. I mean, right. there. you know, when, when we talk about being a mental health issue, yeah, it is because there's stuff like this, but it can all be prevented by keeping people like this away from that. But you have groups like the NRA that don't want to do any sort of restriction under the guise that the government's coming for the guns. And that's not a thing. The government can barely pass laws. You think they're going to, like, what, lock us down? Never. I guess what what would have tipped off somebody, aside from the fact that he's buying ammunition, I mean, what would have tipped him off to be in, like, a, a on a list of some sort, a background check of some sort, if they were just, like, he was kind of a weird dude? I'm sure there's probably more to there's it. There's a weird dude index? I I would think that there's probably more to it, is all I'm saying. I I... I, I I think if you're, again, evaluating the way people are purchasing weapons or ammunition, you you Which might I'm be all tipped for. to. I'm all for. I'm all. But for, they'll never do it. You know, background checks, reducing high capacity magazines. I'm all for that. I'm I'm for that. It seems like nothing gets done. Yeah, is the problem. I don't see anything changing. As a and result it's of this. lobbyists to blame. Hmm. It's always 
lobbyists and corporations. Well, Trump could just yell something about the southern border, and then you stop talking about this, right and you talk about uh, immigrants. Johnson & Johnson, one of the world's largest drug, drug manufacturers, has gone on trial in a multi-billion dollar lawsuit by the state of Oklahoma. Prosecutors accused the firm of deceptively marketing painkillers and downplaying addiction risks, fueling the so-called opioid epidemic. That sounds like a lawyer wrote that. So-called. So-called. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yes, it's a real thing. No, yeah, right? Johnson & Johnson, of course, denies any wrongdoing. They say they marketed... You can call it an opioid epidemic. <laughs> if you wanted yeah. to. Uh, there are 2,000 cases being brought by state, local, and tribal governments against pharmaceutical firms in the U.S., uh, and just to give you an idea, on average, if you don't think it's a, a, an epidemic, 130 uh, Americans die from an opioid overdose every single day, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. It's a real problem. Look at Monsanto. Look at Johnson & Johnson. You look at all these companies with, 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 their, with their lobbyists, and, man, it, there's a lot of bad things going on right in front of our faces, and... and what are you left with? But a lawsuit that's probably going to settle. Yeah. That's what sure. usually happens. Sure. So Johnson Johnson, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. This will be great. It'll work out either way. Who feels bad for pharmaceutical companies? Like, does anybody in America, besides for lawyers, feel bad for pharmaceutical Go companies? Go on Facebook and you'll find a couple thousand that are like... I just don't understand the argument. Johnson I agree. Johnson Johnson profited by the fact that people were over-prescribing medication that leads to addiction there who's the good guys here this is big tobacco all over again yeah, it, yeah. it's it's they don't want to be held accountable for what they're doing and and i get that because they're doing horrible things and they know they're doing it i have one simple request and that is to have sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads yeah well that's uh, disappointing it is disappointing right right this this whole country right now is uh, really, it, it, in a place that it, it's sad, I think that's the best way to describe it. I think that's something that both sides can agree on. Yeah, well, it, it would be it would be nice. Look at you, mending fences, bringing people together. So, I don't know if you're familiar with this this uh, situation out there in uh, in San Francisco, the the Fresno Grizzlies. I uh, try and avoid uh, Devin Nunes at all costs. <laughs> so. Two major sponsors announced that they're ending their relationship with the Fresno Grizzlies minor league baseball team because of a Memorial Day tribute video that depicted Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as an enemy of the people. Okay. I'm so confused as to as to wh why we've taken to this kind of craziness. Why, why that would be played at a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what people want to see? Like, take me out to the ball game. Dos Equis and Takati beers, which are both owned by Heineken. Uh, Those aren't Cracker Jacks out there. No, they are not. Uh, they're no longer going to be supporting this team because the. So the video here's what it shows, Bry. It's Ocasio Cortez, Kim Jong Un, and Fidel Castro. Now the the baseball team, to be fair, apologized for the video mishap. They said it was the product of some misleading and offensive editing. Did nobody a, watch it, though? Made a statement that was not our intent and certainly not our opinion. The employee was selected. Uh, that video, which, which aired in the stadium, has been reprimanded. Here's what I'm really confused about. The video was a tribute to Ronald Reagan. So I... And you got Kim Jong-un, uh, AOC, and Fidel Castro. None of those people were even born when Ronald Reagan died. Like, so what? Sounds like uh, confusing editing <laughs> specifically. Yeah, 
uh, I just that's what they call it. I'm so I'm so confused. I understand if if you think uh, AOC is a little too progressive for your liking. I get that. I really do. The New Green Deal, great job on the on the right wing. The Green New Deal. Yeah, whatever it is. See, I say it wrong because they ruined it for me. No farting, <laughs> You're no so hot brave. dogs, no ice cream. Oh my god. America as we know it. It's we can't <clears throat> We can't fly anymore. The cows have been farting for hundreds of years. This isn't new. They're cows. It's amazing. First of all, for people who think she's stupid, she's like not. She was really smart. And I don't know if you know this, but you know that video of her dancing at BU? Yeah. Yeah. At Boston University. Right. Yes. Do you know what that is? That was her redoing uh, that movie. Uh, Don't you forget about me. Oh, uh, oh, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Right. It's the Breakfast Club. Dance. That's all they're doing. They're acting it out. I watched a video the other day. She's smarter than everybody. Well, I liked her response to that video, too, was to then make another dancing video, just laughing in people's face. Well, that's, that's good. I well, respect this. Listen. There is misogyny in this country, and I saw it with Hillary Clinton. And again, I'm not even a Hillary Clinton fan. Don't mistake me for one of those. But the misogyny part is unnecessary. The fact that this young woman is very attractive, and on the younger side of things, it's intimidating for a lot of men, I feel like. And to try to boil her down as, like, stupid has been ineffective. Well, if your argument is AOC is stupid, you sound dumb when you say that. <laughs> like if that's, Except if that's for your argument, people on the right agree with it. Oh, it, it, it's, it, it upsets me. Yeah, you're, you have a right to be upset. She's a good person, and she, she doesn't want to take away ice cream. Just cares about the fact that, uh, you know, we may not have a planet. We just want to have a planet. You can tweet at us at DWS News Podcast. You can also visit our Facebook page, Divided We Stand. We'll get into something a little bit later on in the show. We got a very interactive post going on that we're we're super excited about. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. First, we're going to take a look at some local news. It's brought to you by this great CMG podcast. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. MMA Mad. I was uh, getting my thumb looked at by the doctor, and I'm like, dude, it's way broken. And I'm like, I'm done. What's up, guys? My name is Nick Rizner, and I'm the host of the MMA Mad Podcast. And then, like, two days later, I was like, I'm not f***ing done. <laughs> well, we have long-form conversations with the best fighters, writers, and coaches in the world of MMA. We are brought to you by Clovercrest Media Group, and I hope you enjoy the show. I'm the number one contender. Like, I'm, I'm here to stay. Streaming everywhere. The regular legislative session ends on June 5th at midnight. Coming up. Speaker says it's highly unlikely, though, that the Connecticut General Assembly will vote on an electronic tolling bill before this the regular session ends. The governor had previously insisted that it would happen. And he's trying. He's trying again. He's trying to force it. Republicans have been critical of the spending and tax increases, including the Democratic plans uh, that have advanced out of the budget writing legislative committees. So the Republicans are dragging their feet and and uh, they're not interested in in hearing about uh uh too much debate at this point i agree i think the republicans are dragging their feet but i've said all along i feel like the connecticut public isn't for tolls i saw i saw a poll and i'm trying to remember where it was from but i saw 
that uh, over 50% of the public in Connecticut are not for tolls. And of the people that are for tolls, overwhelmingly, obviously, they're in favor of the lockbox. So people don't trust the local Connecticut government because what have they been able to trust? Fool me once. Right. So Fool me twice. Why are you going to jam down a tolls bill because mm-hmm. you're you're panicked it's not going to pass right because let's talk about it let's talk about where the money is going from the tolls well we've been talking about this the idea that ned lamont's like give it to me and then i'll tell you what the plan is is never ever when gonna has that work. ever worked give it to me and we'll talk about reducing the gas tax that's not what it's about like right. come well, on coming from the same guy who said he was only going to toll out-of-state truckers and then was like oh well despite the fact that that probably wouldn't pass the constitutionality smell test it's going to have to be everybody we, we need to fix our roads we need to fix our bridges but don't jam something through continue to talk about it continue to talk about it if it's not going to pass this session it's not going to pass because the public doesn't want it to pass. Now, here's something that, that they were able to work on, uh, raising the tobacco and vaping age to 21. Lots of bipartisan support. It passed the state Senate. Uh, this bill does several other things, though, in addition to raising the age. It bans smoking and e-cigs on child care or school property. Okay. It's important. I think people need to know that if you walk, uh, you walk in with your vape pen to your kid's school, you could get in some trouble. Like that's not a bad thing. I guess. Yeah, uh, but, like, but if you don't know it, right, it's bad. Yeah, sure. This also requires like, dealers who ship directly to customers to get a signature of a person twenty-one or older prior to delivery. It also increases both the license and registration fees for cigarette dealers. The bill charges the state with conducting random compliance checks on businesses that sell the products to make sure that they are abiding by the law, which is great. That's good. Expend more resources. Are there a lot of parents walking into child care facilities and vaping? Like, is that is that a thing? You know, it, what would the reaction ex- be? Be like, hey, you know experience. what? Could you not vape in the middle of daycare? Yeah, but I'm saying that's not <laughs> like you're walking and puffing on it. But if it's in your pocket, congratulations, the people who are championing the parents shouldn't vape in front of children act. Yeah, I like, mean, like I'm talking like daycare, like. When you say child care facility, I think I'm it's thinking still like legal, elementary though, school. to like smoke in the car with the windows up. I think that's still OK. Well, they'll figure out how to tax it. <laughs> uh, the General Assembly also approved legislation that Ned Lamont will sign, creating a paid family medical leave system here in Connecticut. That's big. Yeah, it's great. The governor said last week uh, he had threatened to veto a bill which had cleared the Senate and had been debated before the House of Representatives. He argued that the proposal was too top-heavy with bureaucracy and would possibly dissuade private insurers from participating. Ned Lamont sounds like a Republican to me a lot. Um, but he doesn't I, want to spend money. He's he is you you see his business background in this because he's got a lot of his friends saying, "Oh my God, what are we gonna do? How can we afford this?" I think all of his friends are Republicans. Okay, from Greenwich? Yeah, everybody at the Yacht Club. It's not, there's not a, I'm, I'm sure, I'm just guessing. He's just, he's just tired of eating by himself? This is just me guessing. I bet you there's not, like, a whole bunch of liberals at the Greenwich Golf Club. Like, I, I bet you they, they find Lamont no problem. They're like, Ned, my, Ned, old chum, I'd certainly love to pay more taxes to the poor people of Connecticut. <laughs> That's a small, it's a small percentage. Thanks, Chad. They're not doing that. 
I don't know, but I think, but that's what the arguments are. I don't think anybody disagrees that paid family and medical leave is a good thing. It's a good thing if you work and a family member gets sick. That's a horrible time. Yes. Having flexibility to deal with that situation is 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 incredible. And it's humane. It's the right thing to do. How do you get there? How do you pay for it realistically? I, you know, these are the concerns. It's hard to talk about being against it and not sound like a heartless SOB. Yes. Right. So, so it should pass with bipartisan support. That's an easy one. It will. Uh, the governor and Democrats came to a compromise that will give the governor more control over the program's oversight board. So, so he was concerned about the top-heavy bureaucracy. He's like, I'll just do it. Just pass that right over to me. How Trumpian. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. This will slightly reduce the size and it'll make changes. Lamont said will allow the estimated $400 million program to operate more nimbly. Many of the House Republicans said they support the concept of paid family medical leave, but not the way the Democrats want to do it. Did or say, really, it period. Did he actually say nimbly? That's a it's a weird it's a weird way to say it. He well, yes, nimbly. He wants it to be just a little more nimble. That okay. was what he said. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why he chose that word. What, what does that mean in government? To be nimble. Ned be nimble. Ned, Ned be, be quick. quick. That's all I know. Uh, And Lamont says he's going to sign legislation that will limit when Connecticut law enforcement can hold individuals being sought by federal immigration officials. Uh, The governor says passing on the responsibilities of the federal government to local law enforcement stretches resources and it shifts attention from protecting local communities. Okay. this uh, already we've got people calling this now. We're going to be a sanctuary state. And I know the president's not a big fan of sanctuary cities, so the whole state, what all 169 towns and cities. So if we're a sanctuary state, and then once President Trump starts sending all the immigrants to Connecticut, what's the reaction going to be? Are they going to blame President Trump for sending immigrants to our sanctuary state? Or are they going to blame the Connecticut Democrats for forcing Trump's hand to then send us immigrants? That will be fascinating. Can't wait for that. That's just going to be great. Just great. Uh, Terrific. Tolls probably not getting voted on in this session. That seems to be where things are at. Doesn't look like it. So they were trying to push the special session. I thought Lamont still really wants to try and get it done this week. Yeah. He's the only person that wants it to get done this week, it seems like. Tweet at us at DWS News Podcast. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Divided We Stand. Brought to you by another fantastic CMG podcast. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Maxwell's Magic Hour. Strangle you with an XLR cable. I can do it. I got the nice one. I'm Christian. He is the yes man. He is the yes man. Great to f***. Great to f***. And I'm Melissa. She's a whole lot of whoa. And Maxwell's Magic Hour is so incredibly happy to be a part of CMG Podcast. Streaming everywhere. So Bob Mueller laid out a couple of reasons why he investigated President Trump, even though he knew that he couldn't actually charge him. Both of them are bad news for the president. Okay. Okay. Uh, First, even though the Justice Department says a sitting president cannot be indicted, Mueller said he investigated Trump in order to preserve documentary evidence and witness testimony. Second, 
Mueller said DOJ policy says the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse the sitting president of wrongdoing. So Mueller left the door open to two possibilities Trump needs to be worried about, prosecution when he gets out of office or congressional impeachment hearings now. Not good either way, you'd agree. It's it's not good. I, I'm so tired of hearing about the Mueller report. I'm just Mueller report fatigue. And there's a legitimate argument to be made for Mueller. Look what he's saying. But why didn't he do something when he could have, like, like why is it why is this how it was delivered what i mean for all the the stuff that he was allegedly gonna do you know it they still donald trump's the president right <laughs> that's the way it is they if they try to impeach trump i don't think it's gonna go very well so why is why is why are we here with the Mueller report i mean what was all the wait for i don't know it's just frustrating i'm just so i'm kind of over it no, you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. And and it's and it's frustrating because and this was the problem with William Barr and the summary from the get-go was they were were questioning whether they were going to release it and in what form and in what amount all the while trying to tell everybody what it said. Right. And it didn't really it really didn't imply a lot of things. It implied that that uh House Speaker Nancy Pelosi ought to get the ball rolling. I mean, a month after he released the report, he went on TV and basically said the guy committed crimes, but it's I'm not the guy to, to do this. And my argument is, why can't he be the guy to do this? Like, Justice you are the guy. Department rules. You, it's just so. Yeah. Look, in the second it volume, basically said this. OK, well, like, basically. In the second Do volume, something. Mueller never used the, the phrase insufficient evidence. That's not in there. He outlined 10 examples of Trump seeming to obstruct justice. Literally 10 of them. Nancy Pelosi could pick like three and she's good. Or like four. You don't even need all 10. Maybe not all 10 would shake out. That's all I'm saying. Barr used that phrase to conclude that they couldn't charge obstruction of justice. Evidence, not sufficient, sounds like language that would have come from Mueller. It didn't, at least on the obstruction question. Okay. Quite the opposite. Mueller said that if we had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said that. Right. But instead, the president just says he doesn't didn't commit a crime, and the Mueller report is just, okay. It's he just, then reiterated. It's just more information to go with the president's tweets. He then reiterated the view that under longstanding department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. So what he is saying is, I'll charge him if you take him out of office. Only Congress can do it. And so Bob Mueller couldn't have been any more clear here. Twitter having a field. Twitter's having a field day with this. This was our our Facebook post. People are going crazy on there. There are some people who are absolutely delusional. <laughs> Listen, Donald Trump may may escape prosecution altogether. And yes, he is our president. He's mine and yours and all of ours. I get it. We've we voted for this as a country. But he committed With a crime. The help of Russia. And Bob Mueller said like he 
definitely did some things wrong. How we want to go about remedying the situation is on us. I I just feel like we're not even closer because, yeah, he Donald Trump may have done a few things wrong. Yeah, no kidding. He may, he may have done a few things wrong. Cool. Thanks for the report, Bob. So uh, one of the Twitter users uh, thought the president might adopt an innocent on a technicality 2020 campaign slogan. Mm. You know, it's not as good as build the wall. No, it's definitely not. Uh, Trump tweeted, he kind of alluded to this, nothing changes from the Mueller report. There was insufficient evidence, and therefore in our country a person is innocent. The case is closed. Thank you. Which I don't understand what that means. Who's he thanking? Right. Uh, People pointed out Trump doesn't even sound like he believes he's innocent. He's he's speaking it into existence, like, like the secret. Another tweet read, hold on, I thought it was complete and total exoneration, We've been downgraded to insufficient evidence because nobody called it like total exoneration besides for Trump. And now he's calling it insufficient evidence. And that it's it's all like, did you talk to Stormy Daniels? Who's that? Oh, Stormy Daniels. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. He's just going to deny, 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 deny. And, and there you go. Like, so why can't Mueller do something? He can't. His hands are tied. Literally, his hands are tied. And this is. This look, the Democrats have to make their move. And I know Nancy Pelosi's like, we just have to beat him at the at the box office in 2020. And I got news for you. That movie, I've seen it. You're not winning it. The Cory Booker story is not a good movie. No one's going to watch it. It involves him saving people from burning buildings. (laughs) Listen, they need to make their move. And and you know what? Fall on the sword if you have to. But. Bad news. Well, that's where you're wrong. No one's going to fall on their sword. This is politics. It is. And it is a dirty game. And 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 none dirtier than the president who went to an extremely new low. The Navy confirmed a request to keep the USS John S. McCain out of sight during President Trump's visit. I heard that it was horrible. The Navy story. acknowledged it received a request to shield the U.S. warship bearing the name of former political rival John McCain. Now, understand, it's not named after that John McCain. It's named after his dad. Well, him too. Yeah, technically. (laughs) Oh, you mean Trump didn't pay attention to the details? In a one-paragraph statement that did not mention who made the request, a Pentagon spokesperson did not respond to a request for any further information. Trump for what it's worth, said he had no knowledge of the request to keep the ship from view, saying, I would never do that. Yeah, yes, he would. Yeah, right, <laughs> Brian. That's what I was saying. I'm like, if anybody it's was gotta that come from petty somewhere. and low, it would have been It's got to come some, from, some, from somewhere. Maybe it wasn't Trump, but he's just like, you know, it would be great if I didn't have to see John McCain's name anywhere. Brian, there's two other people I possibly think would have come up with the idea. Steve Miller or Kellyanne Conway. (laughs) Like, nobody but those three came up with that idea. The president described the unnamed aide he thinks responsible was just being (laughs) well-meaning. Yeah. What was his alias? uh... (laughs) John Barron. John Barron. John Barron. (laughs) John Barron strikes again. (laughs) The infamous John Barron. Unbelievable. Well, 
That is going to do it for this week's Divided We Stand. Again, make sure you tweet at us at DWS News Podcast. And make sure you follow us on our Facebook page. I'd uh, love to know what you think of the Twitter reaction to uh, President Trump's total and complete insufficient evidence claim. Make sure you check it out. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Divided We Stand. Divided We Stand.